You are listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. We're glad you're here. We want everyone everywhere to have an everyday relationship with Jesus, and we hope that this helps you do just that. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome to New Spring Church, every campus, and uh, anybody who's watching online and listening to the podcast later, we're so glad that you guys are here with us. Happy summertime, everybody. Man, we got some, uh, now this warm weather makes sense in South Carolina. So here we we go. Uh, My name is Lee McDermott, one of the pastors here. It's such a joy to be able to be sharing with you today as we kick off a brand new series called Lessons from Proverbs. And I'm so excited about that. To begin with, I want to go to a different book of the scriptures. I felt impressed by the Holy Spirit to share one particular verse of scripture, really just to inspire us into what God is doing right now. Joel chapter two, God speaks and he says, in the last days I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. And the old folks, they get dreams. And the younger ones, they get visions. What God is doing right now in our church, from the oldest to the youngest, from the highest to the lowest, everybody at every space in between, there's this wonderful invitation that everybody's receiving to hear God's voice. It's happening everywhere. A couple of weeks ago at the gauntlet, that was the big theme for every one of our students who went to the gauntlet. How about 80 students in here gone to the, went to the gauntlet? All right, that's what I'm talking about, y'all. We talked about hearing God's voice, right? It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. We saw God do miracle after miracle in our students, which was mind-blowing. And I had the privilege of being able to... Uh, preached to the middle school and high school boys on Wednesday night, and we talked about hearing God through the Word. This was incredible to watch. What, what was it, like seven or 800 uh, young men just arm in arm, like we are going after it. We're going after God's Word. A bunch of them started a Bible reading plan of reading through the Bible in 30 days through the month of July. So we got a lot of young, young men uh, balling out in the Bible, um, and uh, so that's, that's really, really exciting right now. You guys, I'm, I'm just so pumped about what that means for uh, so many of our students. And so if you're a, if you're a student and you're, and you're digging into the scriptures this summer, I just want you to look at me right here in the face because I'm really excited for you and I gotta share something with you. So Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. And so for every person, every student who is devoting their life to the scriptures this summer, get ready for a wave of answered prayer in your life. That's Jesus' promise. That's not, I didn't say that. Jesus said, if my words abide in you, ask for whatever you want, and I'll do it for you. He's going to change your mind. He's going to renew you from the inside out. He's going to give you grace to begin praying for big things that might just change a nation. So I just want to to get you fired up for that, y'all. Are you with me? Say amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Let's pray together with that in mind, and then we're going to dive into some Proverbs today. Father, we look to you. You are where our help comes from, and so we honor you today. And I know, Holy Spirit, that you have in mind to give out a whole lot of gifts today, that you want to awaken a love for the Scripture. You want to fill lots and lots of people to overflowing fresh again today. And so we welcome you. Whatever you have in mind, that's where we want to head today. And so, Lord, 
May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O oh God, my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Hey, um, we're going to talk about wisdom today, you guys. The book of Proverbs is filled with biblical wisdom. Now, one of the things that um, has just been apparent, and I know all of you guys will agree with me when I say this, is like the, uh, the access to knowledge in our world today is at an unparalleled level. Knowledge is everywhere. If you think about the internet, you think about the ease of, edu- edu- uh, the, uh, of access to educational material, information, it's just all over the place. But I just wonder, in an age of so much information and knowledge, it's just interesting to me that I, I don't know that we have as much wisdom being tossed around, right? Wisdom and knowledge are two totally different things, right? Knowledge is just the, you know, an increase of information. But wisdom seems to be a little different. Wisdom is more like what to do, the correct things to do and apply that, all that information that we have. So this the Hebrew word chokmah, everybody say chokmah. Nice, nice work, you know, gesundheit. Um, the, the, that Hebrew word for wisdom is also a word for skill, like a craftsman. If you think about like really excellent carpenters, they're making their measurements in 64ths of an inch. I mean, they're just like precise. They know exactly what to do. Wisdom is very much like this and it's different from knowledge in that wisdom is knowing what to do, how to do it, what time to do it, with whom to do that particular thing the right way for the right reason, right? So this is, this is a totally different thing that we're talking about. The, the Proverbs is attributed to Solomon, and he sets the whole thing up as if it is a conversation between a loving parent and their child, the passing down of one generation's wealth of wisdom to another. They're all in these little bite-sized tweetable or threadable phrases, right? So each one of these things, they kind of stack up in this beautiful poetic language, and it's, it's just a, a, a treasure trove of how to live an excellent life with God, Right? So we just feel like this summertime, in this summertime, that God wants to make New Spring Church a unique place where this wisdom comes up like a bubbling fountain and goes out to water dry and deserted places in our own lives and in the lives of the people around us. So this is a gift that God wants to give us all in this season. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. ready. All right, y'all. I want you to think about the wisest person that you know. Who's that person? The wisest person, not necessarily the the most intelligent person, but the wisest person. Who's the wisest person that you know in your life? For me, that was my granddaddy. For a lot of years, uh, he's with Jesus now, but for a lot of years, my granddaddy was the wisest person that I know. I remember wisecracking him uh, a long time ago when I was a teenager about how much he knew versus how much I knew or something. And he looked me square in the eye with a smile on his face and he said, my son, I have forgotten more than you have yet learned. <laughs> um, and, and I just, you know, he, he was a man filled with so much joy. I want to take you guys on a tour of his life in, in many ways. So I have a picture, a, a few pictures I wanted to share with you guys. This is one of granddaddy and me when I was probably one or two years old. I mean, look at that shirt, you guys. Isn't that amazing? Look at all the joy on granddaddy's face. That, is, that was the man that he was. His life verse. I don't know if, we've, if you know what a life verse is. It's just kind of a verse of scripture that's sort of a billboard over your life. But his verse was from Isaiah 26 verse 3 that says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That was, that was granddaddy. Here's another picture. 
of that same photo shoot. I mean, that shirt is drippy. <laughs> drippy is the word that the uh, Fuse kids told me to use when, I'm, when you see good fashion out and about. I'm not sure if I use that correctly e either. So you guys have to correct me, but it's, I would have said that's fresh. So anyway, my mom told me that that shirt was 100% polyester. <laughs> so hallelujah, there it is. And look at those like clip-on shades over his glasses. I mean, that's, that is just amazing right there. Granddaddy had that fashion sense. Um, here's another picture of uh, us, or I'm helping him cut our birthday cake. I had a special connection with him because he and I had our birthdays very close together. It was him, it was uh, in three days, it was me and then my Aunt Doris, who was his sister, who was an amazing woman, and then Granddy. We're all, all birthdays all together, so we always had our birthdays together. But I wanted to tell you guys about his life because he's, he's very special to me, and his investment in the Word of God is still bearing fruit in our family even to this day. So Granddaddy grew up, uh, he was born in 1920, and on his 18th birthday, on July 4th of that year, he gave his life to Christ. He was the first in his immediate family to give his life to Christ. And on July 4th of that year, he called that his Dependence Day, which is amazing. He was called into ministry at that point, and he uh, began a, a wonderful and fruitful career as a pastor of a bunch of different churches in North Carolina for 30, 40 years. Absolutely, absolutely an amazing life. He served in World War II. He was a man who knew hardship, even all, you know, all that peace and joy that was radiating off of him. He understood hardship. I mean, Depression era. He grew up on a farm where they grew tobacco and Duroc hogs. I don't really even know what that means. That's just what I remember him telling, telling me. Um, and what, one of the things that I wanted to bring out and show you guys today was a part of his legacy that he gave to all of us in this, in this Tupperware plastic bin situation here with has so many treasures. These are my great-grandmother's poems, actually, and that's another sermon for another day. But the, the thing I wanted to share with you guys is this is granddaddy's sermon file. This is 40 years worth of preaching on every subject that you can think of. I mean, there is book of the Bible, books of the Bible, a folder on prayer. There's God's guidance and the Holy Spirit, fear, the cross, evangelism, Christian speech. I mean, you name it. I mean, it's in here. You know, the book of Proverbs is like this box. It is one loving family member's wisdom collected and passed down from one generation to another. And so when we, when you read this book, when you get, when you dig into Proverbs, which I hope I can inspire you to do that through this summer, through the month of July, just to, to dig into the book of Proverbs, to dig back into the Bible, to hear the words inside there with the tone of a loving parent, with the tone of a loving granddaddy, just like my granddaddy, who, I mean, he whistled all the time. He never had, uh, like, he was always smiling. He was always happy. He had the joy of the Lord, and he's communicating this. I want you to hear that in this way and think about it like one generation's wealth of wisdom transferred to another, right? So I was first aware of uh, the book of Proverbs um, when, I think it was in eighth grade or something like that, my granddaddy um, was just, you know, walking around the house. And I was like, Granddad, why are, you, why are you always, you know, in such a good mood, laughing all the time? And he said, laughter's good. The Bible says laughter's good medicine. And I was like, the Bible says that. I think I thought that maybe that was from Benjamin Franklin or something like somebody else had quoted that. But it made me so curious, like what else could possibly be in the Bible? If, if the Bible has that in it, what else is in there? 
And so he was really the first person to ever introduce me to it. And I realized later that was Proverbs 17, 22, which says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. And he lived, even that simple proverb, he lived that out. And Proverbs is full of advice just like that that gets into our real everyday lives this is a part of what we're about here as a church. We want to see everyone everywhere in an everyday relationship with Jesus, and Proverbs helps us with that. It gets into the details of our lives and helps us walk it out. And inside Proverbs, you're going to find verses about work, about sex, about money, about how to live well in the world. You'll find them about everything under the sun. But the first and most important part in that is that the Proverbs demonstrate what it means to put God first in everything. In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That word knowledge, that word that they use there, it's not just about the information that you know. It's about how you know what you know. The fear of the Lord, putting God first and everything helps renew our minds and put us in a place where we can process the information of the world around us and gain wisdom to know how to live an excellent life with God. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write down these three things that are so important for us and it will sort of frame up our series. Get God, get wisdom, get life. Get God, get wisdom, get life. When we put God first in our pursuit of knowing how to make our way in the world, it opens, it aligns us with his will and puts us square in the way of being able to be successful. Get God, get wisdom, get life. The book of Proverbs has meant so much to me. One of my best friends um, introduced me to the practice of reading one proverb every single day. And because it's got 31 chapters, you can read a chapter of Proverbs for whatever day of the, of the month it is. So like today, July the 9th, you can read Proverbs chapter 9. And tomorrow, you read you know, chapter 10. And God would hide wisdom for that day's you know, circumstances in there for me every single day. So I read a, a chapter of Proverbs every single day for years. And slowly but surely, especially during the years when I was a single man. I, I, was, uh, I was in ministry and single for a long time. And those Proverbs helped me stay grounded and to live a successful life. I just wanted to give you guys a quick tour of what that meant to me at that time. In Proverbs chapter 1, we just saw the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In Proverbs chapter 2, it says if you cry out for insight and you seek it like silver, God will introduce you to the fear of the Lord and you will understand the knowledge of God. Knowing that you can ask God about any tiny little detail in your life and he'll tell you specific details of, of what to do. Proverbs chapter 3 says, honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all of your produce. Then your barns and your vats will be filled to overflowing. We put God first on our money. We end up being successful financially. Proverbs chapter 4 says, ponder the path at your feet and then all your ways will be sure. Proverbs chapter 5, this is a great one, you guys. This one says, enjoy the wife of your youth. May her breast satisfy you at all times. Be intoxicated at all times by her love. Drunk in love. Anybody? I heard that song by Beyonce and I thought, has she been reading Proverbs chapter 5? <laughs> Be intoxicated at all times. Marry people. There's permission there in Proverbs chapter 5. Hallelujah. Listen. All right. Proverbs chapter 6 
says, go to the ant and learn how to work hard. Proverbs chapter 7 gives a strong warning about sexual sin and adultery. Proverbs chapter 8 says, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. It's right to hate things that are blatantly wrong. Proverbs chapter 9 gives this differential between wisdom and folly, paints wisdom as this wonderful female teacher who would like to give you wisdom at any time. Proverbs chapter 10 says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Proverbs chapter 11 says, like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. Very helpful for a single guy at that time. Proverbs chapter 12, an excellent wife is the crown of her husband. Proverbs chapter 13 says, a godly man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Proverbs chapter 14 says, where there are no oxen, the manger, the stable is clean, but by the strength of an ox, there is an abundant harvest. This shows that there is real reward in having an entrepreneurial spirit as a young man. This is very helpful for me. Proverbs chapter 15 says, humility comes before honor. 16 says, the lot is cast in the lap, but every decision is from the Lord. God's sovereignty over all things. Proverbs chapter 17 says, a a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Also in 17, laughter is good medicine. 18 says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. 19 says that houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 20 says, wine is a brawler, beer is a mocker. Whoever's led astray by them is not wise. 21 says, the king's heart in the hand of the Lord is like a water course, and he directs it wherever he he wishes. That was so important for me to understand that God was guiding my decisions and was helping to set my path. 22 says, the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. 23 says, buy wisdom and do not sell it, buy it. Like it's great to invest in your own education. Proverbs chapter 24 says, in a multitude of counselors, there's victory. 25 says, don't rush forward to put yourself in the presence of the great, which is better to be told, come up here than to be put down in the presence of a noble. It says, it's not good to seek your own glory. This is what 25 says. 26 has these two really strange, but, but and honestly, it's kind of funny, these verses that go back to back that says, answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. The next verse says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. So th- these two back to back help me understand that there's a right time and a wrong time to speak up when somebody's making a fool of themselves, right? So 27 has a host of great ones. One that's very, very funny that you guys, I think, will enjoy. But in Proverbs 27, it says, he who blesses his neighbor loudly in the morning, it will be considered a curse. <laughs> Where are my morning people at? Let's take the volume down just, just a little bit, especially before coffee. Am I right? Yeah. 28 says, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Amazing. 29 says, where there's no prophetic vision, people cast off restraint. 30 says, every word of the Lord proves true. And 31 is this beautiful display of a righteous and godly woman. She clothes herself with dignity. She makes her arms strong. She laughs at the days to come. I love the part at the end where there's this example of husbands and children rising up to elevate and call, publicly call the women in their life blessed and honored. You see this from one end to the other in Proverbs. This was godly, kind wisdom to me to help me navigate my life. I just want to encourage you guys. I did not spend a whole lot of time trying to memorize all of those verses. 
it was those years of reading the proverb of the day that just stuck that stuff in my, in my heart. And I found it just started coming out. And so I want to put this challenge to you, New Spring Church. Like tomorrow morning, wake up, read Proverbs chapter 10. It will take you less time than most of you brush your teeth. But what will begin to happen is you do that year over year. Just don't quit. What will begin to happen is that stuff will begin to help you live an everyday life with Jesus, a life that shows off the glory of God, a life that shows off the glory of God. In each one of those, I hear the tone of a loving family member. And I wanted to zoom in on one particular passage in um, chapter 3 which will be very familiar to so many of you. But again, this passage that I'm about to share with you is the life verse. It's the billboard over the life of three of the most important women in my life, three of the wisest people in my life. This verse is the billboard over the, over the life of my wife, Allie, of my mom, Marcel, and it was the life verse of Allie's grandmother, Jackie, who was an absolute spiritual giant in our family. Her prayers absolutely are bearing fruit in our life right now. But that verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So I'd love for you to turn there in your Bibles with me. We're all going to read this out loud together, and then we're going to go through it one point at a time, just one point at a time. All right? So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is on the screen. Every campus, everybody out loud, we're all going to read this From top to bottom, let's do it. Three, two, one, let's read. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Beautiful. Let's unpack this one at a time. We'll do this three points and then the result of what a life like this is like. Let's do point number one, y'all. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I'm not a poker player necessarily, but I love watching people play Texas Hold'em. And I get a little bit of an elevated heart rate and a thrill when somebody does this move. I'm all in, right? They got all these chips in front of them and we're like, boom, I'm pushing it all in, all all that's there. And inside that game, what you know that that means is that they have a pretty high level of trust in the hand they've been dealt by the dealer. Now, I realize in this illustration, it kind of breaks down if somebody's bluffing when they do that, but we're just not going to worry about that right now. But like, when somebody pushes all their chips in, there's a, a, an amount of trust, confidence that they have in the hand that they've been dealt. You guys, we've all been dealt a hand in life by God. And when we think about what life with him is like, The thing that that he gives us as the doorway into an excellent life spent with him is trusting him with everything. I wonder uh, what it would look like if you just pushed all your chips in with God. What would they look like? It's really hard. I don't know for my own life, um, I will just tell you, I don't get this right very often. There are so many times when I would probably more accurately read this verse as trust in the Lord with most of your heart, except for that time when your firstborn child gets croup in the middle of the night and you're freaking out. I mean, that definitely happened to me. I was like, I don't know what's, what's going on here. And my trust got shaken up. Or when you think about that particular financial situation that you're in, I know that's happened to me before. I'm like, I think I trust you with everything, God, but this is really hard right now. I mean, it's just not easy. And so God invites us to trust him with everything. 
He invites us to trust him all in. What would it be like? Consider it for just a second. What would your life look like if today you pushed all your chips in with him and you went all in with God? What would that look like? Okay, point number two is do not lean on your own understanding. Do not lean on your own understanding. You think about the things that you lean on. I'm really nervous to lean on this table right now. If this whole thing took a spill, it would be very sad. Um, Think about the things that you, honestly, I am very tempted most of the time to lean on my own brain in order to figure out problems. I lean on my own experience, my own common sense, and YouTube most of the time. How do we figure out this problem? YouTube probably has the answer. God invites us to examine what we're leaning on. He is bedrock, y'all. His word, his ways. When we push into a season of trusting him with everything that we've got, leaning in to hear his voice, what begins to happen are really, really great things. Like even in times when we're not fully understanding what to do, we hear from the scriptures, you know, your word to me is a light to my feet, to my path ahead of me. That he always wants to show us what's coming next. And his understanding, his wisdom, is always more reliable to lean on than anything that we could come up with. You know, y'all, I, w- I want to give you two questions here, too. I didn't do this in the first service, but I really feel led to do that. Um, there, there, there comes sometimes when you hit a, a speed bump in your life, so a set of circumstances. It could be somebody who you love gets really sick, or either you get really sick, or something goes sideways with a job, or with a child, or with something in your life, or either you're just moving in the same direction, hoping for one thing for years, and it never seems to happen. I don't know, has anybody else ever been there in life other than me? In this, in this pursuit of leaning not on your own understanding, I wanna give you guys two questions that I ask when things like that happen to me, and they're great questions to take into prayer, and I think these will be helpful tools for you. So would you write these two questions down? They're not gonna be on the screen. But the first question is, Abba Father, what would you like me to know? What would you like me to know? When I engage with somebody who has just, you know, encountered a really big illness in their life, like a cancer diagnosis or something else like that, it's just crazy. I invite that person, I've done this myself, to say, God, what do you want me to know about this illness? That posture of humility in asking that question immediately will put you in the way of being able to receive an answer from him. You can just pull out a journal with a blank page and just start writing down what you feel like he's telling you. What do you want me to know about this? God, this tragedy has happened in my life. What do you want me to know? Cool, that's question number one. Question number two, and this one's a little bit longer, but question number two is, Abba Father, how can I partner with you in my own breakthrough? Y'all write that down. Abba Father, how can I partner with you in my own breakthrough? How can I partner with you in my own breakthrough? Sometimes God might want to do something through the journey of your tragedy that you can't get if he just snapped, pulled you out of it, right? Number one, Abba Father, what would you like me to know? Number two, Abba Father, how can I partner with you 
in my own breakthrough? How can I partner with you in my own healing? How can I partner with you in breakthrough with this relationship that, that has gone sideways? How can I partner with you in this job loss or, or transition that I'm, I'm having difficulty navigating? Those two questions are one practical way that we can lean not on our own understanding. Right? Great. Okay. Number three, in all your ways, acknowledge him. I love this, that in that first line, you have trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then now here we have, in all your ways, acknowledge him. I love this, you guys. Jesus wants to help you in every area of your life, every detail, every facet, everything that's going on in your world, he cares deeply about. He cares, absolutely. I mean, I'm so crazy enough to believe on some days, he would like to tell me what shirt to put on. You know what I'm saying? Going to the closet, what are we wearing today, Lord? I mean, sometimes that happens. And I just want to put this out there in front of you that if you bring God into everything that you do in every detail, you might, get, uh, you, you might not get a direct answer about whatever that thing is, but I guarantee you you're moving one step into friendship with him where you find this friend with you at all times who would love to care for you in every moment of your life, in every circumstance in your life, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Look to him for how to think about everything. Put him first in everything. Can I just say, some of you guys, you need to go ahead and take the step into tithing, bringing the first fruits. I know it's like crazy. The world is, is nuts financially right now, but you'll have the testimony of thousands of people at New Spring Church who have faithfully through the years brought their tithe, 10% of, the, of what comes in. I mean, they've just put God first for years. And their lives have, have weathered financial storms one right after the other. When you put God first in your marriage, when you acknowledge him first in your marriage, at your work, with your parenting, all of those things, what you find is that God is ready to give you insight to show you how to succeed and how to do it. Jesus Christ on the cross bought for you guys all those promises so that you might be able to live out an excellent life with God. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And the result, finally, is that he will make straight your paths. This Hebrew verb here also means to make successful. If you think, if you're walking somewhere, like, I don't know if, you, if any of you guys are avid hikers, but if you find yourself in the woods and you don't see where the path is, you might be in trouble. But if you see where the path is and it is straight ahead, it's clear, then you know that you're gonna have a successful journey. And that's what God wants to do with all of these things. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, don't lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. I want to share with you guys and, and give you guys a challenge for the book of Proverbs. In the same way that I quoted a proverb from each of those 31 chapters, I want to challenge some of you to do the same thing. Um, of a mentor of ours um, talked to me about this method of memorizing or mapping books of the Bible, and what you would do is you just try to learn some concept in each chapter in one of those books. And it's not too high, it's not too lofty, you could totally do that this summer. Just take a, take a challenge of taking one book of the Bible, Proverbs would be a great one. Maybe some of you guys need to take the Gospel of Mark, the story of Jesus Christ, and just take one thing from each one of those chapters and commit it to memory, and what will open up for you is a greater understanding of the, the holistic picture of the book. I just felt like I needed to give that to somebody. Somebody is going to be blessed by going into that and making a map of the book of Proverbs this summer, right? Okay, 
You guys, I want to tell you just a little bit about my granddaddy in closing. Um, he was a man who got wisdom. He got God, he got wisdom, he got life. I want to show you guys this one last picture here of uh, me and granddaddy and Aunt Doris on our birthday. Now, uh, this was me when I was a student at Anderson uh, University. I was not on the tennis team. I just lived with the tennis team. And so I got the shirt by default. So that's us at our birthday. And uh, one of the greatest things about, uh, that I, I treasure about my relationship with, with granddaddy was that um, he was able to be there on the first day I ever led worship. The first full day of full-time ministry, he was there after I graduated college. It was so awesome. And uh, so, that, I mean, this was the, uh, a few months later um, in, uh, at Thanksgiving. We're all standing around, getting ready to have Thanksgiving dinner. And granddaddy's eyesight had begun to fail. I remember my brother John asked him, hey, how, I mean, if you can't read anymore, how do you have your quiet time in the morning? And, and he, I'll never forget this. He told John, I have hidden enough of God's word in my heart to feed myself every day beautiful legend so on this particular thanksgiving for prayer though so granddaddy would always pray we're all like it's like 13 of us you know cousins and aunts and uncles that kind of thing we're all you know standing around and he starts to pray and he bursts into tears which was very shocking i had never seen that in my whole life it was arresting for him to burst into tears at this moment of prayer and what he said was this father 10 years ago i was diagnosed with cancer and I ask you to give me 10 more years, and I stand here 10 years later, surrounded by your gifts of faithfulness, a grateful man. See, 10 years earlier, he told me, son, the Bible says, laughter is good medicine. And that's when he had been diagnosed with cancer. He started making jokes out of everything, laughing way too loud, being silly, like crazy, and it was because he believed every inch of the scriptures to bring him healing. And partnered with that prayer, here he stood in the full receipt of that promise. His life was really an example of the investment into the scriptures that he made for himself that ended up working their way out generations later. I want that for all of us. I want that for you. When you dig into the scriptures this summer, you just need to know that more is happening in you than just you reading the proverb of the day. That word is going to get so deep into your heart that it's going to come out in the lives of your children, perhaps even of your grandchildren, maybe even your great-grandchildren. Get God, get wisdom, and get life. Jesus Christ paid for your sins and died on the cross to give you this opportunity to live an excellent life with God. Would you stand with me every campus? Would you stand? Someone from your campus in just a moment is going to be out to show you how you can respond. Ministry team members, I would love for you to go ahead and get into your positions at every campus. And let's take a moment in quiet just to enjoy God's presence. And I want to speak a word of blessing as we close. King Jesus, you are the one who said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Everyone, I just want to give you a second, just one moment. What is that thing, that desire of your heart that you need so desperately for God to do for you? Would you take just a second right now and ask him, filled with faith, what do you need him to do for you?
He's listening. Ask him right now. Just ask him. Just be honest. Tell him that thing you need. Holy Spirit, you've heard the words of your people. Would you do, would you bless us by answering these prayers and moving us into a season of love of your word and the wild, miraculous encounter of answered prayer. Do that for us, God, in this season. Increase our joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the New Spring Church Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at newspring.cc for more content, including videos, articles, and devotionals to help you have an everyday relationship with Jesus. Or plan a visit to one of our campuses across the state of South Carolina.